0: Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. and welcome to the mindful mama podcast uh this is hunter clark fields and here it's about becoming a less irritable more joyful parent at mindful mama we know that you cannot give what you do not have and when you're thriving and when you have calm and peace within then you can give it to your children you're always calm and peaceful right carla
1: always of course yeah (laughs) just ask my kids they'll tell you Constantly.
0: (laughs) I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields, Mindfulness Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives and take family and life to a new level of awakening. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years and the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course and the mom of two girls. Carla, they're both different ages now. They are now seven and ten. Oh my goodness. No longer six and nine. I have to update wow. my, little, my little cheat sheet here. Oh my God. It's crazy. Is a ten-year-old a
1: tween? Is, when is it a tween? Oh God, I don't
0: know. She I'm terrified. She doesn't really feel like a tween yet. Although I have some, you know, like dirt I could, you know, pull up on her that I probably shouldn't. That, You know, is slightly tweenish. But no, no, I, she doesn't
1: really feel like a tween yet. Oh, see, now you just jinx yourself and you're going to turn around ah! this afternoon. She's going to be rolling her eyes at you and asking oh. you to take her to the mall. Do kids still go to the mall i don't know do they, so they i have no idea g- okay they,
0: they want amazon gift cards now these days but fine she, she does roll her eyes at me it's true but oh, um yeah <laughs> <laughs> so obviously if you haven't figured this out yet yeah, dear listener this is one of our monthly episodes with the wonderful fabulous carla nolberg
1: <laughs> fabulous
0: fabulous carla nomberg um and and i am so grateful that you are here dear listener and you know we mix it up here so sometimes we have interviews sometimes we have episodes um and once a month i have carla on here so um so what's new carla what's up do you want to introduce yourself
1: yeah sure so i'm carlin omberg i'm a clinical social worker and a writer and i've written two books about parenting the first one was called parenting in the present moment how to stay focused on what really matters and the second one was called ready set breathe practicing mindfulness with your children for fewer meltdowns and a more peaceful family and when i'm not hanging out with my super peaceful family um i have a small clinical practice where i work with parents and i have an insane kitten who continues to be insane but awesome oh how is your kitten she's probably about six months old Aww. and she's she's cute she's sleeping next to me but if i suddenly um you know make some weird sound it's because she's like attacked my face or something <laughs> oh
0: my god carla i don't know i love i i i have to say i'm like calling my i'm like totally bragging here i made <laughs> the cutest i made like a what a great internet cat video the other day <gasps> like because i, you I know you, you and I are facebook friends so, but i don't know if you saw this um so uh, this really wonderful crafty friend of Maggie's made a a um, a Beanie Boo tent for her for her birthday and so she made she made this it's this beautiful tent it looks like this a teepee it looks like a teepee it has a bottom it has a little flap door oh my and goodness. it's so adorable it's like the whole thing's like te, you know 12 inches 10 inches high or something like that that's and amazing it's awesome and so but the thing is the cat um who's now he thinks he's still a kitten but now he's hum- humongous <laughs> he's this huge cat and so he like wiggles himself in through this tiny door in the little Uh tent (laughs) and so i made a video of him like he's like in the tent and then like his little paw comes out and then his Uh little head pokes through the little flap tent door and then he settles it's so adorable
1: oh my god i'll have to put it in the show notes I think we need to start like another podcast where we can just sit around and talk about our cats, <laughs> yes, we don't but then we might that. officially be crazy cat ladies. We, are we okay with that? I don't know. We I don't know. Think about
0: that. My reputation will be smeared forever.
1: I don't know how <laughs> I didn't see that. Facebook, your algorithms are failing me. I'll have to go back and find it. Okay. Okay. Go yes. back and find that.
0: Okay. Oh, we're good. Let's see. So before we dive into today's work, cause we have some, a cool article we're going to talk about today. Yes, and then we're going to do some wins and fails, and I actually took some notes this time, so I'm not totally lost. Um, and uh, but before we do that, I just want to announce here in the beginning, Copper Beach is coming up soon, Carla. I'm oh so excited. Oh my gosh! Okay. So, do you want to explain what it is? Do you want me to?
1: Yeah. So, okay. Copper Beach is this fabulous, fabulous uh, mindfulness yoga hangout and be chill, but not in a pretentious way. Uh, retreat center in West Hartford, Connecticut, started by my dear friend, Brandon Nappy, who's like awesome and hilarious and super mindful, but not at all in an obnoxious way. Um, and you know, this is the second time that we, you and me are co-leading mm-hmm. a weekend retreat, um, for moms and it's, we're going to like, Talk about mindfulness and practice mindfulness and and do yoga in a way that makes you feel like you can actually do yoga. I mean, Hunter, you have this way of teaching (laughs) yoga where I don't feel like I'm staring at everyone else and feeling like somehow they all have this awesome pose. And I don't. I can just kind of lose myself in it when you teach. And I love it. Oh, that's nice. It's um, It's because,
0: you know, it's because I don't ask you to rotate your inner thigh upward.
1: The hell does that mean? (laughs) I don't even know. And then you don't really get super obsessed with the pelvic floor. Like I feel like I go to yoga classes and it's all about the pelvic floor. And I'm like triggered to when I gave birth. And I don't want to think about that because it hurt a lot. And after the baby was born, the midwife was like, well, you'll never look that way again down there. And I was like, what is happening here? You mean woman. It's okay. I have two beautiful children. It's fine. Okay. But back to Copper (laughs) Beach. Um, it's a great weekend. We it's, it's very supportive. It's real. You're, you're going to come away feeling, um, calmer and happier and psyched to go back and be home with your kids. And we're going to give you some real and practical skills for how, um, to calm down when you're feeling triggered or when you're feeling, um, Mm -hmm. Upset or frustrated, or when you have snapped at your kids or about to snap at your kids, so you will come away with some real practical, doable stuff. We're not going to tell you you have to go home and practice yoga for an hour every day. These are like short, doable practices that will help you feel calmer so you can parent the way you want to. And we still have a few spots left. Um, So if you're anywhere near West Hartford, Connecticut, at the end of this month, go to Hunter's Facebook page, my Facebook page, go anywhere. And you'll yeah. find the information.
0: Yeah, it's on the events page too. It's at hunteryogurt.com slash events. And it's the thir- 31st officially through yes. the 2nd. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'll be flying up. For that, And then uh, just real quick before we dive in, I do actually want to let you guys know about another retreat day that I'm doing, a Ugh. mindful Mother's Day retreat here at the Winterthur Estate in Country Garden here oh. in Delaware. <laughs> this is like a really beautiful, beautiful place and everything is going to be blooming then. And we're actually going to be having this retreat. It's kind of a limited number because we're going to actually be in the historic rooms of Winterthur Mansion. And, um, yeah, so this is on the 13th and I'm just, just about to put up, I just put up the webpage and actually like the registration, I'm just have to fix that up, but, um, it, it should be up by the time this podcast is up and it's, um, it'll be $95 for early bird. So come out, come out. It's going to be a fun, fun day. It'll be about conscious communication and deep relaxation and, um, and some yoga and mindfulness there too. So, those are awesome. The, the awesome things coming up. And Now like we're just we could just hang out and like talk and sh- chat the whole time. Totally. Uh, we <laughs> we would just yes. eat up hours and hours and hours, Carla. Um so, so today we we're going to dive into we we're both looking at an article, like a really old article that is actually really good. And but Carla, my worry is about this article which is from the motherhood section of New York times by Catherine Newman, give your kids undivided attention or no attention at all. My, so my worry about this is, is that you and
1: I we're just going to agree with this and then we're done and we don't have anything to talk about. No, 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 we do. Cause I want to talk to parents. First of all, I want to give a proper shout out to Catherine Newman. So I want to do that in a second. And I want to talk about, I just want to spend a few minutes really, talking about this and also talking to parents who will hear about this article and feel like this is not possible. Like (laughs) I cannot give my kids no attention either because I'm home with them so infrequently because I work out of the house. And so when I'm with them, I have to give them all the attention or my kids, you know, I work from home or I'm a stay at home mom who, or stay at home dad who needs to get other stuff done and my kids won't leave me the hell alone. Um, So I, This is, we are going to have stuff to say about this. And this is, but let me just say a little bit more about this article. It's, um, this, this is one of the few, I don't remember anything I read. You should just know that about me. Nothing. (laughs) This would make college very difficult. I remember nothing, but this was one of the few articles, um, that I read that instantly changed my perspective on parenting. And, um, I have never forgotten. It was written in June of 2014. So it's an oldie. Um, it appeared in the no longer existent, as you mentioned, uh, New York Times Motherlode blog, which is now Well Family. Mm. Um, and the author is Catherine Newman, and she's written also two fantastic memoirs about parenting. Her first one was called Waiting for Birdie, and her most recent one was, uh, is called Catastrophic Happiness. And one of the things – there are many things I love about Catherine's writing, but she writes about mindfulness in the most beautiful way without ever using the word mindfulness. So if you're not a mindfulness person, and if that word kind of rubs you the wrong way, kind of like the word kale rubs me the wrong way.
0: um, That's so funny, Carly, because I'm totally, like it's so funny because I'm totally really cliche right now and actually drinking a kale smoothie.
1: You know what I'm drinking? I'm drinking coffee. There's no kale in my coffee. It's just coffee because I love coffee. Okay. God, the kale. Okay, anyways, so... If you're not familiar with Catherine's writing, it is honest and real and funny and you can relate to. It's great. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about what she says in this article and Hunter, I assume we'll put the link up in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So basically what she says is that, um, we should either be paying full attention to our children or no attention at all. And the, the implication here is that a lot of us are kind of, uh, doing the sort of half attention thing. And I know I am certainly guilty at this at times. Well, we're sort of playing a game with our kids or sort of hanging out with them, but we're like checking our smartphones or checking our email or running off. Let me just unload the dishwasher and then I'll be back to do my turn in the game and that sort of thing. And she, she kind of gives some great examples, but talks about how, um, when she once she was able to kind of get her kids into this routine where she's very clear now I'm working you know she's a writer she works from home so when her kids are home this is the only way she's going to get work done you know when she's working she says to the kids I'm working like go entertain yourselves and then when she is done working for whatever chunk of time maybe she's done for the day or she decides to take an hour off She is done and she goes and has her full attention to the kids. So this works obviously both ways. Um, One, she's able to get more work done. And two, when she's with her kids, she's really with them. Um, And she makes... um, some great points here. She says, you know, this means eliminating the vast middle ground of half paying attention to them all the time. And at the end of the article, she uh, suggests to her readers, shut your phone down, leave your laptop in its bag, and remember that your life is only each individual moment of the highest possible quality, all of them strung together. Our mm-hmm. undivided attention may be the very, the very most valuable asset we offer our children. Or get the gadgets out and get to work because the complete absence of attention might just be the second. Um, And I love this for a couple reasons. One, obviously, I'm always trying to do a better job of actually paying attention to my kids instead of sort of paying half attention to them. And I realized that one of the problems with half attention is I get really snappy. So if I'm trying to cook dinner and like I'm sort of playing a game with my kids then they'll be like, but mommy, it's your turn or but mommy, whatever. And I'll be like, stop it. I have to a it because I'm, I'm stressed out about burning whatever I'm cooking or whatever. And so, um, uh, and also, you know, you just can't get work done when your kids are constantly all up in your face. Now mm-hmm. this can feel a little bit easier for older kids when you can say to them, I need you to go do something so I can get work done. But I can imagine parents of, um, infants toddlers you know younger kids being like this is insane this is not possible Mm -hmm. and here's what i want to say to parents of little ones is you need to start planting the seeds now oh yeah so if you can get your toddler involved in some really immersive play with blocks or dolls or coloring or whatever it is they're into once they're involved in that play step away Mm-hmm. And this is something that sounds really um, sounds easy like- or intuitive. But I know a lot of parents who can't do it. And for a while, I couldn't do it. I'd be like, oh, yes, I'll help you with that tower. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. And I'd sort of get involved in their play. And the problem with that is that our kids don't learn how to play independently, which is important for a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, it's funny. Who was saying this? Someone was saying to me, someone was saying to me, Oh, yeah. A friend of mine, my neighbor recently, she has little kids right now. And she was saying like, she she took my uh, mindful parenting course. And she said, she said, that was the one thing that struck her. That was that I I actually love my kids. And I'm really passionate about parenting, things like that. But I actually hate to, I'm not like, I don't like to play, you know, I'm not that into it. And like, it was like, it gave her permission to not want to like play necessarily with our kids and i feel i think that we feel generally we feel like a lot of guilt about not about not wanting to play and i think that it's totally fine to not want to play and we should just but this is what Catherine newman's saying is just exactly right like let's be clear about it right let's be like i don't really want to play i want to be here you be here you know and and you can do your thing but right now this is what's happening and not just just own it right own
1: it moms Right. That's right. And, you know, when we talk about mindful parenting or, or being present with our children, I, I, I feel like I want to say all the time, but not all the time. Yeah, like, this isn't an every moment thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, and again, it's sometimes our kids do need a little help getting into that immersive play or finding a project. And then once they're in like back step away. And when my kids are involved in a thing, like a game or whatever, I try not even to look at them. <laughs> like honestly, because <laughs> the minute I even look at them, it it somehow breaks that bubble they're in. Um and you know, here's an example. So last night after school the girls and I were playing this game. We were playing spa where I lie on the couch and they were brushing my hair and giving me massages. Oh, I love actually, that game. No, 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 they're terrible massages. Oh, they're really, they're, they're, they're really bad. We have to do some training. Um, oh, I need no. to get them in like a mommy massage course or something. You know, what you can um, get, by the way, Carla,
0: this is really a good tool for this. My, my daughters are learning this. Like you can get like a, um, like a vibrating massager,
2: <laughs> like the,
0: the magic wand and your kids will be, yeah, there's one called the magic wand. It's totally corny. But, <laughs> anyway um and they will love that and you will love that it's okay awesome totally bring that into your spa game
1: um i'm not gonna google vibrating (laughs) okay sorry so anyways they were like um, let's get back on topic here this could rapidly descend um so uh So they were like brushing my hair and ripping it out in uncomfortable ways and and massaging me poorly. But we were actually having fun and it was fine. And and then I realized that I had to make dinner. And so I said to them, because I was thinking about this article because I knew we were going to talk about it today. I said to them, girls, we have to stop the game because I need to go make dinner. So you guys can like come up with a pricing sheet for future massage services. Like I tried to give them a few options. You can look at some books, you can play with the kitten, like whatever, but I need to go make dinner, so I'm not gonna be able to play with you between now and dinner time. And um I it took me I had to say it about five more times before they got it. So I don't want parents to think that and my kids, just so people remember, are six and a half and eight years old. And we've been working on this for a long time. And I still had them coming over saying, Mommy, can we paint your nails while you stir the macaroni and cheese? Because, <laughs> yes, I feed my kids macaroni and cheese out of a box. Let's be very clear about this. Um, and I was like, No, remember, you're playing and I'm cooking. So sometimes it does take a little work. But eventually, after I said to them three or four times, Go play, I'm cooking, they finally got it. Um, but So one of the ways I also frame this for my children when I know I need some space, um, because if I say mommy has to work, go do something, then they often take it for better for worse as like being personally rejected. And I know they will be like paying some therapist in years to come for all the times (laughs) mommy rejected them for her career or whatever on parenting. They'll be like (laughs) laughing with their therapist. Oh, the irony. She was a parenting person. (laughs) She never paid attention to us. But anyways, so the way I frame it with them is, Hey, you guys can have some free play time where you can choose to do whatever you want to do. And um, when I frame it like that, they get all excited and secretly I'm just tricking them into leaving me alone. Okay. But, and then the trick is, and this is something that um actually Catherine Newman, this is a point she makes in the article that I think is very important, which is, she says my children, when they can rest assured of my full attention in this later time thrive in its absence. So the trick is our kids have to know that after they've given us this chunk of time to get work done or just sit and stare at the wall or drink our coffee or kale smoothies or whatever, that we are going to come back and pay attention to them. Yeah. And so that's like an important piece, because if, if the whole thing is like no attention and you forget the attention part, it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You need both. You need both. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, we, I, I think this is brilliant. And, and, and I think just kind of framing it this way is so smart because we, we just kind of getting out of this netherland of in the middle kind of attention, I think is yeah. really, is really important. And, and it's just like, and with toddlers, I mean, it's kind of like when you leave them, like when you have small kids, it's like when you leave them with someone else, you always say, I will be back at, you know, after you have your nap or something like that. You give them a frame of reference for when, when they're going to be when you're going to be back. And it's kind of the same thing here. It's like, I will be, you know, having no attention now, but you know, later and, and it is hard. It is hard when they, when they're, their little ones, but, but, and, and it will take time. Think of it when they're little as you're just kind of cultivating this, this skill for later, you're not going to really have high expectations for them when they're little about not bothering you because that's kind of unrealistic, but think about you're just kind of planting the seeds for later because it's, this is something I have really cultivated with my own, with my girls as well. And, you know, I will, I off, I was very, Interested in having them play with each other because I mean why did I have an- another child if not to play right. with the first one so they could <laughs> both leave me alone? Okay. But, <laughs> anyway, it was very interested in them playing with each other and and so uh, you know I'd I'd kick them out of the house and into our yard so they could play together and things like that. Um, but I I agree like I have been most unhappy. Absolutely in those middle zones where I am trying to do two things at once. And I feel like I was trying to do that maybe more when they were younger, like trying to do two things at once because I felt like those times where I had no child wanting my attention was so rare and unusual that – I mean, I think I remember writing, like, blog posts at the playground and things like that, but then they were playing with each other, so I don't know. I was probably just ignoring the other mothers around there at that time, but but – It is avoiding this middle, middle ground, I think is key because those times when I'm like trying to get something done and I notice it most when I have like a sick child at home who's not that sick, you know, and I'm trying to get some things done and and then trying to be with the child and then, and we both all kind of feel kind of miserable by the end of the day, the middle, that, um, that undefined ground where you're flipping back and forth is exhausting.
1: Absolutely. And I, I I have three thoughts for you because you said so many wonderful things. One is um, I don't have a problem with moms being on their smartphones at the playground. Assuming – and let me tell you why. Assuming your child is capable of navigating the playground on their own without getting hurt and it's you know generally sort of fenced in or you're not worried about them wandering off into the street or something – And I realize I sound very much like a helicopter parent when I say that, but we'll be (laughs) fine. Like that's actually a great time for you to not pay attention to them.
0: Oh yeah. absolutely. you
1: know, they're off, they're playing, get your work done, send your text messages, check your Facebook, do whatever. And you know what? Other mothers may judge you and that's what they're going to do. And I'm tired of judging other mothers because this is so hard. We all need to stop judging each other, but like, why not? There's something for them to do. So that's, number one, ignore your kids at the playground. I'm fine with that.
0: I I have to, I just have to support the ignore your kids at the playground thing because kids really need time to, to test their own boundaries and things like that. I mean, obviously you don't want like a two-year-old falling up a high thing. So, you know, when my, two, I I have a very, uh, kids. And so when they were climbing things and going high, I would just kind of go underneath them and be like, I'm right here, you know, not like, Oh, my God, don't do that. You're going to die. Which is kind of <laughs> what I hear all the time, right? Is like, don't do that. You're going to, you can't do that. And there was, oh, the most ludicrous one. I just have to share this. It just drove me freaking bananas. There's this YMCA playground. And they're very, they're very particular about like sort of the rules in there. And they have this one play, this, this, uh, feature of the playground where there's like a kind of a spinning down thing where you go from the top and you sort of spin down. It's a spiral. And, um, I watched the people say to a child, like this one child had just gone down the whole thing backwards, like twice. And then the, the teachers noticed and they were like, oh, you can't do that because you're not X age yet. No, thought, are you kidding me? The child can obviously can do it. They just did uh-huh. it like, but <sighs> because you're not this certain.
1: Oh, it's so hard.
0: But like, let kids let kids push their boundaries. Let them explore. Let them fall in their butt once in a while. And and you know, you can be there to kind of like, okay, I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna let you like you know, whack fall and whack your head and die. But I'm not gonna like plant the seed in you that you should be afraid, be very afraid all the time, which is a lot of what I hear. And that's my
1: I guess my beef. I had to interject with, but you were I interrupted you no no it's all good because that was an important point so here are my two other points I would like to say one is um especially on sick days or snow days which we have a lot here I'm outside of Boston in the northeast um I I am perfectly fine with parents and I do this too putting their kids in front of a tv or a movie for a chunk of time so you can get work done Yeah. Like I don't have a problem with this and I think that there is nothing incongruous with you and you and me talking about being mindful parenting people and we're all into mindfulness. And screen time has its place in modern parenting. Like let's just be okay with that. And the point is, can you say, Okay, now we're gonna turn on the TV and you guys can watch a show or a movie or whatever and then we're gonna turn it off and do an activity together, or we're gonna turn it off and play in the snow, or I'll read you a book. So can you sort of intersperse The, the, the sort of designated TV time with, um, uh, with attention time. And I would rather see that. And that's what we do as opposed to having the TV on in the background all the time.
0: Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst.
1: Yeah. I think it just, just makes me crazy. They become addicts. Yeah. And they need that extra stimulation. And I can very easily fall into that place when I'm home writing, like, oh, I'm just going to turn on the TV in the background. And I realize that my thinking and my writing, Um, and my functioning is just not as good. So, But yeah, absolutely. If if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, my kids, what am I going to do? If you have a chunk of work to do or you just need a break, maybe you have no work to do, but you need a break from parenting and you really can't get your kids involved in an activity that they'll be able to do, turn on the TV and let them watch something. And that is the beauty of Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu is that You can turn on a show, it will have no or fewer commercials, so you don't have to deal with the like, mommy, I want this, and why Mm -hmm. are there fat people in the world, and do I need this medication for hair loss, or whatever, (laughs) like commercials these days are terrible, um, and, and the show is clearly over, like it's over, you can start it when you want to, it's over when it's over, so. And and let go of the guilt, let go
0: of the guilt when you do it, like, like, just let it, it's okay, it's okay to, you know, we get all this, We get so crunchy sometimes, like I know that. And, you know, this is kind of like those two. Uh, anyway, there's a, a range there, obviously. But like, yeah, you know, it, we live in a world of screens. We have to learn how to live in a world of screens. And if you're miserable, like I had the flu last week, I was just what a, I just sat with my watching that stupid screen all day because I couldn't even read. I was so miserable. So that's right. That
1: happens. It happens. Yeah, Let go of the totally. guilt. No guilt in that third thing. And sorry. The Carla. third thing. Thank you for keeping me on track. I I like my little list. They make me feel organized and thoughtful. Okay. So if you are a parent who is trying to figure out or remember to kind of leave your kid alone in their play and not get involved and try to manage the play or improve the play, here's a little mantra for you. Um, My husband and I learned it from the wise parenting guru, Jack Black. He's an actor. <laughs> he was in like School of Rock. I think we saw this years ago in like a parade magazine and it resonated with both of us. <laughs> His best piece of parenting advice was don't give a happy child ice cream. Oh, and I, I love this idea. Like, if your kid is happy and doing okay, you don't need to improve on their happiness. And I'm not saying if you're out having a great day at the beach, don't get them an ice cream cone. You <laughs> don't need to be that literal. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if they're doing okay, you don't need to make them okay or like you don't need to make them happier. So, you know, and I especially am guilty of this. I'll want to sort of get involved and my husband will be like, don't give them ice cream. And it's kind of our code. Mm. So if your kid is doing well, don't try to improve on their happiness. Just leave them alone because what they really need is the ability like to tolerate being on their own self-directed play figuring it out when they get bored like these are life skills that are going to serve them for the rest of their life because they're not always going to have a boss who comes over and says I see you're having a hard time you know getting focused right now can I sit with you until you feel better and can get really involved (laughs) in this super important project like that's not going to happen when they're grown up so if we can start to plant those seeds now they'll be better at their self-directed play and we can have some kid-free time.
0: Yes. Yes. Plant the seeds now, and and one of the reasons, by the way, that self directed play is so so important. There's been uh, there's a play researcher who did those play studies. Gosh, I'm I'm going to forget his name, but anyway, basically, it'll prevent your child from being a sociopath. People. (laughs) This play research went and did play histories of all these different kinds of people and did play histories of sociopaths in prison who have done like multiple murders and things like that. I know this is getting dark real fast. Sorry. people, (laughs) But the the sociopaths who had done like multiple murders in prison were often were prevented from playing. And really, they actually weren't allowed or weren't encar- there was no they were told not to do imaginative self-directed play. They had basically zero play history. And in it sh- you know it's really interesting. I mean it's I guess it's a correlation, but I mean to see that I mean self-directed play it helps kids learn about time. It helps kids learn about leadership. I mean, it's it's incredible creativity. There's so many different things they're learning in this time, and they really do need free time and time to be bored. They really do need time to be bored. And um, if you're excited about this and you're excited about letting them play on their own, but your kid's not used to it, my mantra for when they're bored is, I borrowed this from Kim Jumpain in Simplicity Parenting, is there's something to do right around the corner. Um, and you just repeat, like, that's it. You just repeat that phrase. There's something to do right around the corner. And they just uh, eventually get bored with you and <laughs> right around the corner. Um, but yeah, the free play is so, so, so important. That's what, that's why. And so I think this it's interesting, Carla. I like the this motherload article will give your kids undivided attention or no attention at all. It's really simple. Very simple idea. And it's interesting, I think it's just like, um, it's kind of like the the Buddha's parenting instructions, you know, it's like, you know, when walking, just walk, when sitting, just sit, you know, this is like, when playing, just play, when working, just work, you know, try to just be fully where you are. And, you know, don't
1: be flipping back and forth, because that's a recipe for suffering. Absolutely. And when you notice the flipping happen, because it does for all of us, just, stop doing it like make a choice in that moment if you're flipping back and forth um do your kids need you more or do you do you feel that pull towards your kids or are you on a deadline or do you feel like your sanity is about to fall apart and you need that break um and see if you can pick one and no matter what happens be kind to yourself because this parenting thing is hard it's hard 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 for all of us and there are going to be days when it just doesn't work the way you want it to and um if you can try not to beat yourself up about it because we all, we all have those days. Yeah. Um, and, and just like there's always something around the corner, there's always another day for you, God willing. And so um, just don't beat yourself up about it. Cause that just makes it all feel worse
0: yeah yeah and you don't learn how to do things better when we beat ourselves up that's the thing that's right it's like it's actually like counterproductive
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) awesome awesome so carla thanks for bringing this article to my attention and to everybody's attention now i'm so excited thank you katherine newman big shout out good job oh i did i said that mommy thing good job Good, Good job, job Catherine. Honey. We're very
1: proud of you. you. I know, I know. It happens to all of us. Let it go. You, you slipped down okay. the slide. I just said I just said let it go. Let it go. Oh, let you it did go. that. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> don't do that. Don't. See? All of a sudden you're gonna see our listenership like drop. Like nobody's gonna listen because you did that they're gonna be like oh god frozen and now we're still talking about it because I can't let it go apparently oh Oh I did it again
0: (laughs) I've done it I've done that in um I've done that in a yoga class actually so I I teach a weekly public class and I've like broken out into let it go (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> did anybody come the next week
0: oh actually yeah they're suckers for punishment those people. nice oh my Good gosh job. oh my Good gosh job, people. <laughs> all right so shall we move on to yes. our parenting wins of and fails of, of recent memory do, what do you want to say what should we start out <sighs> with the wins or the fails i i i think maybe we should we should start on the the wins or the
1: I don't know. Uh, let's do the wins i'm fine with that okay yeah
0: go right. for it all okay, right let's, let's hear your wins I feel like this is this is like sort of my big win for this time period which is um, I feel like I really kind of. There should be some kind of like award for this. Kind of like parent merit yes. badges, you know, like when you have the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, like they have a little. P- I want like a little patch for this one. But anyway, let's hear it. It's that I have just finished reading the entire Harry Potter series <gasps> out loud
1: <gasps> to That's my child.
0: right? Any like charge. totally. Yes. And that I could, did voices, wow. you know. I did Hagrid. I have my Voldemort Whoa. voice and, you know, subtle variations for Hermione and Harry and things like that. So anyway. Whoa. I'm super proud of myself, obviously. for this. <laughs> You
1: should be. That's huge.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: My parents, my kids are too scared of Harry Potter. So we're not reading them.
0: That's that's good. Fine it's fine. It is I I mean I actually did read it to my now 7-year-old but she just we read the whole thing obviously before she was well she was ages 6 and under and um and which I had major reservations about but she really really just wanted to keep going and she hasn't seemed awesome. to have nightmares so um so anyway, don't judge me. I
1: read. No, I think it's <laughs> fabulous. Different kids are into different things. I think it's fabulous. I have no judgment except judging you to be awesome. Yay! I think I've read the entire Bernstein Bear series to my kids. I don't oh, want to brag. No. I really don't want to brag, but I think we've been through all of them at this point.
0: <laughs> don't you want to just ah? Uh, Mama Bear is so annoying. Like, how is this an <laughs> example of motherhood? Like, with this stupid blue and white polka dot outfit? Like, what is she
1: wearing? What's, the, what's hat? the hat? I love like, what is oh, really? It's like a we can. It's like those Lego bags, you know those those bags that are supposed to make it easier to transport Legos. It's like fabric with a drawstring and really it's just a giant pile of messy Legos. Okay, anyways, that's a very good parenting win. It's <coughs> right. an awesome parenting win. Thank you. I'm patting um, myself on the back. What's yours? My parenting win is that uh, since we last spoke, it was Feb break here in Massachusetts, which not every school across the country has, but in New England we have February break a week off. And my husband and I took our children to an indoor water park. Whoa. And I consider that. Wow. Again. Wow. I'm impressed. So I'm a big swimmer. I love spending a lot of time in water. Um, I am not a water park fan. That's and true. yet I wanted to do something fun with my kids. We didn't have for a variety of reasons. We could not like take a big trip or fly somewhere. So we drove to Cape Cod in February, froze our tushies off, but. Um, we got some friends to come with us and so there were like three families and six kids and uh there was a lazy river that was not lazy at all and like all these annoying teenagers were bumping into each other and there were these scary water slides that I even went down one and was like, Oh, hell no, I'm not doing that again. But there was a wave pool which was actually kind of fun. And so like my kids and I played in the waves in like these highly chlorinated waves. <laughs> but we um we had a nice time and this was not anything I would ever in a million years do without my kids. And we, we had a good time. And so I feel like it was a parenting win cause I just wanted to get out of the house. Um, and we went with friends and it was good. So Yay,
0: Wow, win. good for you. Yeah. I'm totally, um, I'm, I'm kind of, well, I have personal reasons for being against that. So right now, Carla, I'm talking to you and everybody without my right front tooth Oh, you still have the
1: tooth thing going on.
0: still going on the tooth. And so, yeah, and the reason why this tooth is missing, but I'm going to have it by the time we're at Copper Beach, Carla. I'm so excited I just found out today. Anyway, um, is that when I was nine years old, I went down a water slide in New Hampshire, and I was smiling, and I knocked knocked off like three-quarters of my tooth. So, anyway, just heads up on water slides. Tell your kids
1: to close their (laughs) mouths. <laughs> my kids are really scared of the slides and I did not nudge them to do it but now I'm going to they're going to be those kids with like mouth guards like <laughs> going to make them wear mouth guards when I we go know. back to the water park.
0: I know well, my kids know this story and they know that's why I won't take them to a water slide but like um but they really want go. like, them- yeah. oh, hey, to go. They're going
1: to they're going to be Give them Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right, so my fail, um, yeah. you know, it was funny. I was trying to think of like a particular instance, and I didn't, I, you know, it's actually at the, currently like things are. I feel like I'm in these sort of parenting golden ages right now, like seven and ten, when yes. um, they're so snuggly and really nice. But my parenting fail is this like sort of a habitual irritability in the morning and i have such a habit energy of tr- when so we use a countdown timer to get out of the house <laughs> Ooh. which is anyone can get this actually i think it's actually a great parenting tool it's it's a it's kind of sucks like it's not like a great app like there could be me bill and i thought we were going to make like an awesome kid associated parenting so someone should take this idea and do a kid friendly out loud countdown timer app but anyway it counts down, like, 15 minutes to go, 10 minutes left, only nine minutes left, eight, you know. And, yeah. Um, and, like, I I don't know. It's, like, something I got from my parents. I just get so anxious when we're, we're running out of time and, like, the bus, you know. And I'm, like, have you taken care of the cats? Have you done this? And I turn into, like, naggy mom and I get kind of irritable. Um. And it's all, like, within me. It's my own Parenting energy, and I, I'm trying to work with it. But but that that's my fail at the moment. Is just like the, just yeah, I turn into this like naggy, grumpy mom in the morning, and and I try to kind of catch myself and joke joke out of it a little bit. But um, they'll they'll all kind of call me all through. Everyone in the family, like Bill, Maggie, and Sora, like all three of them, be like, "Mommy, like chill out." <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so hard and I get in those I told I just feel for you. All I have is like boatloads of empathy because I know exactly what you're talking about and when, when I'm in that experience, I know it's happening. I'm noticing it. I I can feel it. I know what's going on and I am like I can't stop it. It's like a train re- just keep yeah. going. and it makes me I'm sorry. Those stink. Uh, I think you should just be like Sorry, right, guys. Mornings are not working for me. So, Bill, I'm going to go ahead and let you handle this. And I'm going to go for a run, do a little yoga, meditation. You got this, babe. Just... He's going to love that plan. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Bill. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope that those – I hope you get out of that funk soon because those are yucky. We all have them and they're yucky.
0: Tomorrow. Tomorrow is yeah. a new
1: day. That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, here's my parenting fail. So my kids get ticks. Uh, these and And – It's not – when I say tick, I mean these sort of mostly unconscious, repetitive behaviors, and and they don't have Tourette's. I don't want you to think they're walking around like yelling (laughs) bad words all over the place. But uh, they have this habit that from time to time, and each one of them does it, they get stuck in some sort of little behavior. And I've talked to our pediatrician about it, and it was really helpful to me when she said, it's a tick. Some kids are prone to them. Uh, It'll last for three to six months. They really aren't in control of it. Uh, There's really nothing you can do about it. And eventually it'll just stop. And so... We have been through this enough times with enough little ticks like they'll chew on their sleeve or they'll do – right now my daughter's thing is she's doing this little snorty sound, which I will spare our listeners. I won't do it. But it's, it's like a little snort. It's annoying and, and she gets in these spaces, especially when the, we're in the car driving home from school where she, she just does it over and over again. And my parenting fail is that I, I get into a power struggle with her about it and I'm like, you need to stop it. It's so annoying. You need to stop it. You need to stop it. And she, she ends up crying. Because Aww. she feels bad that she can't stop it, and I feel like a total schmuck of a parent because I'm so, I am—I get hyper focused on this little tick and. I get anxious because I worry that she's doing it at school and she's going to be that weird kid at school who's making weird noises. Even though, P.S. she's in first grade, they're all weird kids. Every single like you go to (laughs) to class with a bunch of first graders and they've all got their fingers in their noses and their pants down their pants and they're doing weird. Like every kid in that class (laughs) is doing some moderately gross thing. And so, like, I just I let my anxiety get the best of me and I'm like, you need to stop. And so. I really was giving her a hard time in the car yesterday and then she starts doing it more because I'm sure it's got to be triggered even more by like anxiety or something. And so we got home and I just took some deep breaths and I was like, now I need to give these kids some kind of because I made our car <laughs> ride pretty unpleasant. And so that's how we ended up, you know, I was at spa day, getting get, my hair done and stuff. Getting your hair pulled
2: out. <laughs> My
1: crappy massage. Um, and I just, this is me needing to get better at tolerating discomfort because mm. She really is not in control of this. I know it will pass. We've been through this many times before over the past few years. Um, and I know it's going to stop in the next month or so. And I need to be able to just, like, notice it and notice how much it's annoying me and take some deep breaths and let it go. And I'm going to have to do that, like, you know, 50 times in the 10-minute car ride home. And I, that's my that's my work. That's what I need to do. Mm-hmm, so um, mm-hmm. that's – Ugh. I'm I'm trying to be kind to myself about how hard it is because it really annoys the piss out of me. It sounds um,
0: su- super annoying. It's I have to super say it. annoying. Like I, I, it's like kind of yeah. like listening to someone chew really loud or something. Yeah, like it, yeah. it sounds like something like that where you'd just be like, I'm going to scream and run yeah. away. So. And,
1: <sighs> and I really do believe our pediatrician. I trust her. I think she's fabulous. And I believe my daughter when she says, she can't stop. Like she really doesn't notice it and she gets caught in these habit loops that I, I, I really think are actually beyond her control. And that's not to say that I think everything she does is beyond her control. There are many things she does that are epically annoying that are well within her control. And she's also a fabulous kid. I have to put that caveat in. But um, this little piece is um, the bee in my bonnet and it's my piece of work right now because um, it's going to pass for her. Well, So yeah. that was my – Yeah.
0: You will have some some. You will like, you will be like ten steps ahead on the enlightenment scale after this, Carla. I think, like God. once once you overcome your like aversion to ticks,
1: you'll be. I know. you I'll you'll, be the dolly mama.
0: You'll be the dolly mama. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love that joke. I think Sorry. it's probably going to make its way into like every
1: single. Time we talk I think you know those books where they'll plant like a little bird in the corner the kids books and you have to like find the little bird on yeah, every yeah, page yeah. I think we should make sure our listeners find the Dolly Mama reference in every I podcast which Dolly is not going to be that hard because they <laughs> get so damn excited every time I say it but yes.
0: Yes, find the Lama reference. And you yes. win our love and appreciation. Uh, which, speaking which of, is. folks, um, you can leave us a iTunes review. I guess I'm transitioning into our outro, which I haven't I haven't checked any of them recently. Um and it might be kind of confusing because our um podcast, the Mindful Mama Podcast has was recently called the Yoga Stories Project Podcast. So when you're looking for trying to find it, it, it might be kind of pet challenging. Actually, so I just looked and it's not under Yoga Stories Project anymore. Let's see if
1: I can find it under Mindful
0: Mama. Mindful mindful talk tell remind people about Copper Beach while I do this.
1: Oh yeah. So Copper Beach, just a reminder, we spoke about at the beginning, is our awesome uh weekend long. It's from Friday to Sunday. Uh, mindful mothering retreat at the Copper Beach Institute in West Hartford, Connecticut. It's happening uh, at the end of this month from March 31st to April 2nd. There are still a few spots available and we are going to teach you about mindfulness and how you can be a more mindful parent. Uh, We're going to practice mindfulness in a really fun, doable way. We're not going to make you crazy with it. Uh, We're going to do some yoga. They have yummy food there. You get to sleep in a kid-free room. Right.
0: So this is exciting.
1: You get to go into a room and go to bed and you don't have to put a kid to bed. So that's exciting. You get to talk with other parents. There's a beautiful piece of land where the Institute is. They have this. um, It's not a maze. What's it called? It's a Labyrinth. labyrinth. They have this really cool labyrinth. And I was never a labyrinth person. I was like, that's weird. What are you doing? And then I went out and did it. And it was really chill and fun and great uh and so we would love it if you would join us at our mindful mothering retreat at copper beach at the end of this month and you can find information on my facebook page just look for carla nomberg or on hunter's website under i think you said events hunter Uh is that right
0: yep Um, events.
1: or you can search for the copper beach institute and that's b-e-e-c-h beach like the tree not like the place where you go and your kid gets sand in their diaper um And uh, search for Copper Beach Institute and look for us. But we would love for folks to join us. And if you have any questions, um, you can just get in touch with Hunter or me through Facebook or email or whatever and let us know what your questions are because we'd we'd love to have a few more folks in the retreat
0: yeah yeah absolutely come out okay cool and to if you like this podcast just let us know you can email me at hunter at dot com. you could tell a friend that's really like the optimal way for you to help the podcast out is to share it with a friend today if you liked uh talking and hanging out with us i guess you weren't really talking to us listener but you know i kind of feel like you're here with us oh yeah. Yeah, yeah um And, um, you can, if you have questions, email me, um, and one other, the other event coming up that you may want to know about is that in May, I'm doing a mindful mother's day retreat in Wilmington, Delaware at the Winter Museum and Gardens. And that is also on the events page, hunteryoga.com events. And that is in, if you're listening to this when it comes out, which is, uh, in March, 2017, that will early bird sales are open for that now and um so those are the events thank you so much to william fields for the music thank
1: you thank you
0: thank you bill thank you bill i i think that's it is there is there anything else that we we need to any other shout outs we need to give
2: i think we're good we're good Yeah, i think we're good
0: all right all right thank you dear listener have a great week namaste